0: So we turn to page one thirteen and hold the page as we get set. Now Jesus had been teaching; he had been teaching his disciples about the signs related to the second coming. And uh, we see, you read uh, um, Matthew chapter twenty-four from verses three all the way to fifty-one. You'll see those accounts of Jesus um, teaching his disciples about the events that relate to his second coming. Then he told two parables to help them prepare for that day. Very practical. The first was the parable of the ten virgins. Remember that one?
1: Yeah. We see
0: that in chapter 25, verses 1 to 13. And then the second parable was that of the talents, uh, in verses 14 to 30 of chapter 25. Jesus also described a day when he would reward his children for their Attention to helping people in need. And we see those uh, that in in also in chapter 25, verses 31 to 40. And so uh, Jesus gives his disciples clear teachings on his second coming, and he gave them some examples, some illustrations, so that it would make make it clear to them. And then we'll see some more uh, clarity as we go into our study today. So let's look at the first question. Uh, on page one thirteen what do you like best about your community community where you live convenience huh? convenience okay location location alright only only star you like stuff about a community <laughs> <laughs> we
2: look out for
1: each
0: other we look out for each other alright we neighbors keep yes being your neighbor's keeper, okay. A hustle and a bustle is like a highway. Yeah, all right. It's
3: friendly quiet. and it's quiet as well.
0: Friendly and quiet, except for the bodies and their bodies, right? <laughs> yeah, and then you're going to call the police and the police don't show up. Okay, anybody else? Our community, quiet. What I think our community, is it is a cul-de-sac. Uh, and so you don't have no strange people coming through there, only people who live there. Come through there. So you know if you see a strange vehicle, that's 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 a strange person. Yeah. Right. And I remember there's a lady who lived right on top of the hill. And it's a hill. Uh we had the bottom, of this lady lived at the top. And this Haitian lady was passing through one time. There was a little shanty town somewhere over on the other side, outside of the area, and this Haitian lady was passing through uh with a little bundle on her and the lady stopped her. This lady lived on top of the hill. I think she lived there where the track road this woman was going through, and she probably saw her coming back. And she stopped the lady, and she said, Don't you ever, ever, ever let me see you walking through here again. Yeah. <laughs> she said, Wow. I said, You told her that? She said, Yeah. Because before you know it, you'll have all of them here. <laughs> you know, I said, Wow. But that's one I I like about the community. It's a cul-de-sac. It gives you some degree of privacy. And it's quiet, except we have a neighbor on the other street just behind us who like to have parties, and like to have loud music. That's the only downside about it. And I called the police a couple of times, my wife called the police a couple of times, and I heard when the police came, and I heard the lady said, this is Maya, and I can do whatever I want my Maya! And then one time we called the police, and the police said, yeah, we, we got your complaint, but we have another uh, similar incident downstream somewhere else, and we're dealing with that first, before we come to you. So we know we were not alone, dealing with something like that, right? But um, we like the area because it's, it's quiet and it's, it's almost like private. Anybody else? i a
1: few on the wall books about nobody music. happy after a certain time. Yeah,
0: they don't obey those things. Uh, don't, yeah, I don't know if the police even know, know that.
1: Yeah, I think there is. Yeah. There is after yeah.
4: they twelve, right? Yeah.
0: Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, they keep, they go <laughs> until after twelve. Sometimes I pray that it would rain so that the rain would <laughs> <stuff. laughs> <laughs> You know, and then sometimes I think about calling Craig. Craig knows it's a Craig. You know, is there anything you could do about just? they cutting the power off in our area for 10 minutes so these people can go home. <laughs> the clock I might have in my phone,
1: it's also for this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is my neighbor behind me. Finally, there's an unwritten law that I don't see. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who comes to my any hour of the night, they're they're really
4: off. Oh, I need to.
0: Wow. Okay, let's look at Bible Beats Life.
1: Has your town made the list? A variety of companies and websites keep undated lists of the best cities to live in, the best neighborhoods for bringing up children the best business friendly towns, and so on. The criteria vary from list to list, and their choices can be highly subjective, especially if your community didn't make the cut. One word that might that might be to you one word that might be used to describe the foundation of these lists is treatment. How do we treat tourists and other visitors to our area? How do teachers and administrators treat our kids? How well do local governments treat businesses in the area? In short, we can tell a lot about the community by how it treats others. In a similar way, disciples of Jesus reveal much about our identities in the way we treat others. That's because how we treat others, how we love and respond to their needs, is directly connected to our love for God and our relationship with him. As we turn to the Gospel of Matthew, we'll find a powerful message from Jesus on how our identity as his disciples must be lived out in our communities.
0: Okay. So what's the point of our lesson today?
1: Loving Jesus means personally helping those in need. Yes, okay. indeed.
0: Loving Jesus means what? Personally. Personally. Okay, not saying the neighbor next door can do it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Personally, us doing it. Helping those in need. Uh, we have a next door neighbor. Anytime she has something, she just come and knock on the door, ring the doorbell. Uh, and she, she never gets our name right. <laughs> Mr. Pierre or Miss Pierre. <laughs> And I, I, I tired correcting her. I, I, don't, I stopped correcting her. And even if she's talking to the neighbor across the street, the neighbor across the street, right across the street from us, whenever she's out in the air, and we are, uh, our, our, I, even if I don't see her, how are you Mr. Pears? Good evening Mr. Pears. Good night Mr. Pears. And if that lady is right there Sandy with her, she still it. don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I said well, and then her whole family does it. Her husband does it. Her children do it. And she's the one with the husband who cusses like a drunken sailor. Oh my goodness. Okay. And loud.
2: No, no.
0: Right. And then sometimes one time I heard this as well. I know, I know the gospel. I used to go to Sunday school. I know this. And he started quoting scriptures and boats and all kinds of stuff. So he said, this brother knows better. Mm-hmm. He knows better. Mm-hmm. So helping, helping, loving Jesus means personally helping those in need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's look at our first <laughs> pa- um, passage. Then he uh, came
1: to say to those on his right, mm. you are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me.
0: Okay. Continue to read the paragraphs beneath there we get, right? To help
1: us lay out our identity as his called, Jesus told a parable that takes us to the end of history. It's a picture of his second coming, with all the nations getting before his throne.
0: Okay, stop right there. Let's look at that verse, those two verses. Uh, verses 31 and 32 of Matthew 25. For when the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, then He will sit upon His glorious throne, all the nations will be gathered in His presence, and He'll do what? He will separate the people, as how? As, how? as a shepherd separates who? The sheep from the goats. Okay, go back. Uh, continue reading, Sister Brenda.
1: To help us live out our identity as far followers as of Jesus, in the parable, the king <laughs> separates all of his people into two groups. He did this as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. She were more highly valued in that day because of their world. Because of their work. While telling the story. Jesus said these more highly valued valued animals were placed on the king's right, symbolizing the place of honor. Jesus issued an invitation to these sheep. He knew how they treated him, especially they they had met several of his needs out of their own kindness and compassion. Jesus listed a number of these needs, including the quality, hunger, and thirst. Water could be hard to come by in that region, especially in late summer or early fall. To share his precious commodity would be a great act of love, a stranger. and Jesus' day, when a stranger, a non-resident, came to town, he usually came out and he gave him no job on means of supporting himself. As much as such strangers were viewed with suspicion, and they were often treated harshly. But notice what machine did for the stranger. You took me in. That's hospitality. That is more than handling over a little money and then walking on. Mm-hmm. It's an investment of time, energy, and love. <coughs> Naked. This phrase should refer to a person wearing only an undergarment. lacking the necessary clothing in any culture can be devastating both physically and emotionally mm-hmm. sick. <gasps> People didn't have sick days mm-hmm. in this Mm -hmm. Therefore, sickness typically meant a lack of daily necessities. is from care were especially beneficial, even life-saving in prison. Even today, a person who was incarcerated has no income and therefore no way to provide for his or family. Prisoners in the first century had to eat. Having even worse, since prisoners were interested in keeping their inhabitants healthy or even alive, inmates were eternally dependent on the health and hospitality of others. What's interesting about this list of needs is that everyone can respond to them. They had no special special skills or additional education. Education required to feed someone who is hungry, to clothe someone who is naked, to care for the sick, and to help those in prison. Our society has different views on how to handle needs like these, ranging from government involvement or charities to church ministries. There's no reason to dismiss any of these approaches. Yeah, we should pay close attention to the personal touch in Jesus' word. I was a stranger and he took me in. And the sheep and Jesus problem didn't just give money to help from a distance. They got personally involved. We surrounded by we were surrounded by needs. People hurting. People doing their own basic necessities. Mm -hmm. People who can't provide for their families and more. We we can't meet every need, but we can do something. And we can do it in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Okay, look at that uh, second paragraph there. To help... Is to live out our identity as his followers. Jesus told parable that takes us to the end of history. Picture of his second coming. All the nations gathered before his throne. How are we helping people today? We're surrounded by opportunities to meet basic needs, not extravagant needs, basic needs. Mm -hmm. Normally when a person confronts you, they have a a basic need, a need that you probably can meet without shaking a stick at it, right? So uh, homeless uh, homeless, homeless people often need food and shelter, just like today. Single mothers may need encouragement, but they may also need some kind of support, right? Mm-hmm. Elderly adults appreciate people coming to their homes to visit them,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or a friendly hello from someone on the telephone. Yeah. Some retirees need financial assistance, or perhaps they need someone to mow the lawn. Well, I remember this incident I was living, uh, when we had first gotten married, we were living in Oaksfield. And there was this lady living next door uh, to us. And uh, it was an elderly lady, and she had two grown three grown, children. And uh, one day I was, I was mowing our, the lawn in our yard. And I decided to go, because I was really growing up really high. So I decided to go and mow a lawn too. No sweat, no, no. You know, I just went over the lawn mower and, and mowed the yard. And, uh, you know, the next day I heard the doorbell ring. Went there. There was the lady's daughter with a cake. Just thank you for mowing my lawn for me. I didn't expect that. You know, but this is the kind of thing that he's talking about here. Uh, some people need uh, help. It could be mowing the lawn. It could be something else. Hospital patients often face uncertain times and appreciate someone stopping to pray with them. I had an incident one time. I, had, I used to have asthma. I grew up with asthma when I was younger. And uh, the worst asthma attack I had landed me in the hospital. First time in the hospital in my life, and I remember these ladies, uh, this group of ladies were going, they, they came to the hospital, and they were visiting, they were going from bed to bed, and they were talking to people, and they were praying for people, and they came to my bed, and they, they talked to me, and they prayed for me, and then said they said, and one of them said, you know, you're going to go home tomorrow, and tomorrow I went "Oh, Wow. I wonder if she talked to the doctor, and they told her, like, that. <laughs> Many, many youth lack like a father or a mother in their homes mm-hmm. and need someone to fill in the gap. Boy, and that's a big gap. A lot of people like that, right? Mm-hmm. Elementary children need after school tutoring to help them succeed in school. You see that a lot, right? Yes. One need not look too far out in the community to see many, many needs, and a lot of them are just basic needs. And God's people are often in a position to meet many of those needs. Ever wonder why God brought such a situation to your attention? Because he wants you to practice what you are. Knowing Christ, practicing how you know Christ by your actions. Yeah. Okay, question number two. What modern circumstances come to mind when we read these verses? The verses we just read. I I, well, we just, uh, I mentioned some of them. Any any others come to mind that I missed? Probably missed something on that list. The Salvation Army. Salvation Army, uh-huh. Okay, that's one.
1: Christian Counseling Center.
0: Christian Counseling Center. Okay.
1: Supe so, Inasmuch.
0: Operation Inasmuch. Mm-hmm. And okay.
3: usually national disaster usually brings people together and right, helping
0: people. Mm-hmm. That's one of the major times that that happens.
1: Yeah. People don't expect that. Come to the forefront.
0: Okay. Any others? Modern situations?
3: I I think living here, for me, um, I'm faced more with um, obvious needs than I have been in any other community in which I've lived. And I thank the Lord with that
0: blessing of Lord. For the opportunity to be able to meet those needs, hey. Okay. All right, let's look at the other paragraph, the other passage. Um, Then the
1: righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see your stranger and take you in, or without clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you and the king will answer them. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. we they been looking at people who struggle because they lack some of the, of the most basic needs. But Jesus wasn't talking about other people. He was talking about himself. He was the one who was hungry. He was the one in prison. He was the one who was sick. You've got to love the reaction of the sheep, the ones Jesus now called the righteous. They were surprised. They never recall seeing Jesus in such dire straits. They didn't even deny helping others. They just couldn't recall seeing Jesus among them. So why did they help? They saw a need, period. Because their identities were being conformed to Jesus' identity, they gave no thought to the relative merits of the person in need. All they saw was a person in need, and they chose to do something about it. To the surprise of the righteous, Jesus replied with the most powerful statement in this parable, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Parents understand this. If you want to do something for me, help my kids. When you step into the life of one of my kids and help them avoid trouble, learn a skill, or land a job, you have my gratitude. The second half of the parable in verse 41 through 46 is symmetrical with the first half, but involves the goats. These people failed to do everything the righteous did freely. They showed a completely different attitude in their reactions to Jesus' list. Whereas the righteous helped out, helped out of an instinctual, instinctual, instinctual love, the attitude of the unrighteous was was calculating. They only helped others when it found when it would benefit themselves. They surely would have helped Jesus in order to win God's approval had they known he was in need. But helping the least of these just wasn't worth their time.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next page.
1: Surely to the horror of those he had placed on his lap, the Lord answered, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me, and they will go away into eternal punishment." Verses 45-46. Jesus referred to the least of these brothers and sisters of mine. These were his brothers in a spiritual sense of course, which also makes them our brothers in Christ. This parallels what Jesus said earlier in the Gospel of Matthew. And whoever gives, gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones Because he is a disciple, truly I tell you, he will never lose his reward. Chapter 10, verse 42. As Christians, we are family. Throughout the New Testament, believers in the church are referred to as brothers and sisters. Jesus said, For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven, that person is my brother and sister and mother. It's a great witness to our connection to Christ when we, the church, brothers and sisters in Christ, love and take care of each other. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another, John thirteen thirty five. Does this mean we don't have to meet needs outside the church? No. Our love to Jesus compels us to love others inside and outside the church. Our identity in Christ is demonstrated in how we live and serve in the community. First, the community of faith, and second, the community at large. In short, let's serve Jesus by serving others.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Uh, we have another question here. It's uh, question number four. With so many needs, and there are a lot of them, right?
2: Yes. So
0: many needs in our community and beyond. How do we decide whom to help? We got the answer a little while ago in that passage, right?
4: Professor mm-hmm. I find it, and this is the only way I see it. The person really who is in need, you look directly in your eyes, and you don't have any any experience with people, the eyes tell us what the story is all about. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the person who really needs something, doesn't have to give you a sad story. And therefore, you can just take it from there. But the guy who comes up and gives you a story.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: you know,
0: I, I remember a story um, that uh, this brother told when we, were, when we were living in Florida. He said that this guy came to him and had a real sad story, almost brought tears to his eyes. And he he, uh, he helped the guy out, he gave him some money to get him whatever he said he needed. And then he said he was in another part of the town and he saw the same guy again and the guy didn't remember him, but he had the same story, <laughs> you know? And um, he realized, and the, the guy told him that he had a bump on the back of his head, that he was attacked or something like that. Um, and when he encountered the guy the second time, um, and the guy started with the same story, he stood there and he smiled. <laughs> And he couldn't help but from laughing and he said, you don't remember me, do you? <laughs> you know? And, and the guy didn't. The fella didn't remember him. But he, he was on to him. And uh, apparently the bomb on the back of head was not from an assault. It was just the shape of his head. You know? And the guy found out. And so he... And then there was a pastor, a pastor from a church in Atlanta, uh, told me one time he and his family were parking up. They were going on vacation. They were in the driveway and they were loading all that stuff in the car. And this guy came to him with a real sad story. And uh, the pastor said to him, now, I'm going to help you, but I want you to remember something. What I've given you is not for mine. It's Jesus' stuff. And so if you're lying to me, you're going to have to deal with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The fellow turned away and left
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because right. the story wasn't true. Right. Okay.
1: Very bad. Mm. The whole Bahamas house don't realize how poor we are. We live a phony, lying life. I listened to uh, Sister Ellie just now. She said she realized how much of these People don't want to say that the Bible fulfilled in the Bahamas. People who poor think the rich. And people who rich think <laughs> the poor. But <laughs> people, sometimes you offer people who giving them something, I don't want it. And you know how now? It's trouble to offer of a human something don't
0: realize they You see, beggars don't pick a juice. You know, they accept whatever you give, give them. in the
1: socks, because it's plenty Yes. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, and yeah, you know, I guess we lived with that so long, because I can remember um, David. He preached at our church one Sunday. Where is the home from? Who
0: is that? David Allen? David Allen. Okay.
1: Now, another thing, Sunday school class, Sunday school, I want y'all to pray for me because I'm beginning to forget (laughs) a lot. I'm serious. When I come in this Sunday school class, I come reality. Mm -hmm. I'm beginning to forget a lot. That's the sign. I'm not kidding. But he said, I think this is what we do. having have a problem in the only Bahamas. He said, the problem in the Bahamas, the people don't let you know they need something. I just want. Anyhow, when I was finished preaching, I said, now, he said, like, you speaking to me. And <laughs> I, I realized I had a brother who was able, and when I when me, I am most of them I feel embarrassed about asking. And then, day David French, I'll never forget that. I say, Lord, I have to go to if I need help. Mm. And I pray, and I pray. And that morning that I go to him, it's like, God, how you prepared for me? We don't have, because we don't ask. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, that's what the scripture I, says. I'm telling you, I was getting ready to move into my house. I, I can tell you, it's just ten thousand dollars. time is like a joke. I, I never forget that. We need to calm down and don't be wanting that acts. I can't tell you, you want That's right. But because I'm so rich, you know, even mm-hmm. right now this morning, a person will say, "Bring give me," something. But I'm just telling the class. I'm not the same this morning because I had a very bad day last <laughs> year. Yeah. 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 Well, mm-hmm. My Sunday school class, I like to be real. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be true. I yeah, only place I get it was well, in my Sunday school class mm-hmm. and I accept mm-hmm. me for what I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. And I want you to pray that I was very careful because some people have less than me, but I am not the same. Then mm-hmm. yeah. I don't have it. Seasons. But I want you to know. Mm-hmm benefits a all of needs in our own country yeah
0: if we look at if we go back and we look at the last three paragraphs that we've read uh it uh it it it's a challenge for us to uh, think through the priorities uh, when it comes to serving the Lord notice what it says as Christians we are a family throughout the New Testament believers in the church are referred to as Brothers and sisters. Jesus said, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven, that person is my brother and sister and mother.
2: Amen.
0: It's a great witness to our connection to Christ when we, the church, that is brothers and sisters in Christ, love and take care of each other. Could underline that. By this, everyone will know that You are my disciples if you love one another. And that love is demonstrated in a practical way, meeting practical needs. Does this mean we don't have to meet needs outside the church? No. Our love for Jesus compels us to love others. There's a verse that said the love of Jesus compels us. Inside and outside the church, our identity in Christ is demonstrated in how we live and serve in the community. In other words, however you work and serve in the community, you identify as a follower of Christ. The person will look at you and say, I know you're doing this because you love Jesus. And we hear that phrase, that phraseology a lot. First, uh, the community. First, uh, uh, those in the church. Yeah. The community of first, the community of faith, and second, the community at large. So, first, the community of faith, mm-hmm. and secondly, the community at large. And I, I believe that's how the benevolent fund is structured. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. first, those in the in the church yes. are helped, and then those outside of the church mm-hmm. are helped. In short, let's serve Jesus by serving mm-hmm. others.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, and, and not only that, but when you do that. You will find individuals wanting to become a part of this community of faith
2: mm-hmm.
0: because they see the genuineness in the individuals who help them,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they say, "Boy, that's a real Christian." Yeah. Okay. When there's so many fakes out there, okay, we have a, a uh, an activity there. Um,
1: we missed question
0: three. We missed lady three. Mm-hmm.
1: Question three.
0: or oh, Question three. What emotions? Oh what emotions do we experience when we encounter someone in need?
2: Sympathy.
0: Sympathy, right? Mm-hmm. Sorrow? What else?
2: Maybe questioning
0: right they that state. Ever a feeling of helplessness? Yes. yes. That you know the sorry the sorrow is so sad, sad, and need is so great that and you you can't meet it.
1: Right.
0: That's a that's a that's a bad feeling, right? Yeah, that's that's a bad. You know, you can't do anything, you know what the need is, but you can't help. I
1: find someone
0: else who could. Mm-hmm. Yes. Find someone else. Who, that's a good that's a good point.
1: Mm-hmm. Would she say that? Find, find someone, someone, else someone else who could, who could help. Because I, I dad, you stand that's the something. office. can you answer my question? Is someone in our family really need it. and I was saying I do Frankie, yeah, Frankie you Knock this situation to so
0: someone. Like,
1: Thank you very much. Yes, mm-hmm. That's what yes. you do. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, if you can't help. The genuineness is that if you can't help, you say, Boy, I wish I could help you. You know what? Let me let me see if I can find somebody who can help you.
4: Pray, yeah. okay. uh, St. Paul um, spoke about that in the Philippines, I believe. Um, he said that the church, one church is down, not necessarily down, but it needs. They are supposed to help the other rather than another community. Mm. We said, this is true brother in love. So the needs of one person is fine, but then you have a community that is really needful. need for particular church who is more prosperous should help the other church who is in need.
0: In other words, where there's a will, there's a way. Okay, if you have a will to do it, you will find a way to get it done. Um, okay, the activity. Uh, Sorry. (laughs)
1: Right on Collins
0: wall. Use the space below to draw a map. Did anybody draw this map? Create a list of the major regions in your community? Oh boy, she got a map. Show your map. Turn around and show your map. My map? map. Anybody got a map like that? No. Okay. A list of the major regions within your community. When finished, mark some of the specific areas in your community where there are major needs. Waiting to be met. There's an outreach coming up in Mason edition. Okay, we heard about it, right? Or is it past? There was an outreach coming up with uh, East Street Gospel Chapel in Calvary. It's on the of Twentieth of August. Okay. That's one that's coming up. You know, that came to mind when I heard that they found a dead body in Ma- in Mason's Ron Saxons Bay. I said, Oh boy. Not again. Because that's the, that's the immediate area where the orbit is going to be. Yep. Saxon's Way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, sorry, of your list. Anybody else? Did the map on the list? sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How has Jesus influenced your approach to meeting the needs of others?
1: Well, if you can help someone as you travel this road, and you know your living was not in vain. Okay. That's not the same thing. That's the activity
0: 119. question.
1: 119. That's the
0: question at the bottom of the activity. Mm-hmm. Okay, question number five. What is something we will, as a group, do as a group to serve Jesus by serving the least of these? And I would encourage getting involved or participate in that upcoming event on August 20th, Amazing Sedition. It's
3: August 11th, by clarification. August 11th? Yeah. That's
0: okay. what The bulletin says. Um, okay, it should be in the. Friday night. Be. It's a Friday night. Okay.
3: Yeah, from six thirty to seven
0: thirty. One hour. You can help
3: before, or you can help after. For counseling, there is unpacking, packing up, etc.
0: Okay, well, I was encouraged. That's a good activity that we can get involved in as a group, as a Sunday school class. So mark so it on park. your calendars. We huh?
2: have
0: park, Mason's park, Edition Park. Oh, you all be away. Okay, so you'll excuse.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
3: You know, Brother Randy, there are quite a few of us in this class that are involved in operation in as much. Mm-hmm. And that's one way we practically are, we're actually the delivery people, right. so to speak, yeah. for the monies mm-hmm. that are given by the church.
0: The yeah.
3: Large. To give out food and clothing, but there's room for more people to help if, if anybody else wants to get involved.
0: And if you have food and clothing, please feel free to give it. Mm-hmm. You know, no, um, we
3: really need women's clothing. Like, I, I'll be honest, if the larger sizes are what we really need. And every week we have to say, I don't have any. It's the larger size shoes. Um,
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well spread the word. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it, probably ask a neighbor. She
4: is She is two reason.
0: Okay. Uh last question as we wrap up here. Um uh again the point is loving Jesus means personally helping those in need. Yes. Right? Let's look at uh, the, uh, the live it out. Okay? Consider the following options to serve in Jesus through service to others. Start small. You will see someone who needs help this week. It may be something minor, but step in and help. And do so without making a judgment call about whether or not he or she deserve it. Okay? Don't judge, just help. And then work together as a group, identify a need in, the, in your group or church and create a strategy for helping that person or family through whatever hardship they are facing. Sister Beth just did that by mentioning Operation In As Much and the needs that I have. So the need has gone out. If you have or know of somebody who has clothing of a larger size, shoes of another size, feel free to solicit that from them uh, for help with Operation In As Much. Mm-hmm. And then get involved. Look into ways your church serves and ministers to those in need, both inside the church family and outside. Invest your time and energies in working in one of those ministries for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. And as mentioned already, uh, many of us here are involved in areas already. If you are not, that's a challenge. Uh, that that's a specific challenge to you mm-hmm. to get involved. And then finally, you may not live in one of the best communities in the country according to the some list, mm-hmm. but you live in a place filled with needs. Therefore, you have so many opportunities to serve Jesus your Lord. Father Randy, I
3: just wanted to add this. You know, um, the Lord brought this home to me a couple of weeks back and um, one of the sons I had probably in Sunday school as well that you know some people are concerned that they feel like they're being taken when they help someone and they really didn't have a legitimate need so to speak but um, what we have to remember is when the Holy Spirit prompts you to give don't worry about that person because we give as unto the Lord and the Lord attributes that as righteousness and in one day he's actually going to reward us for what he does through us so you know we, we can't be uh, hesitant when the Holy Spirit promises to give, wondering, well, you know, did they really have a need oh, Are you? they scamming mm-hmm. you. God I mean, he, yeah. he understands your heart, and that's what he cares about, your heart. He? That's
0: right. <laughs> I always remember that pastor in Atlanta who tell the fellow, you know, what I'm giving you is not mine, it's that's the Lord's. Quiet. And I use it's that as a rule of thumb. Yeah, God know. knows, and he's going to deal with you if you're trying to pull a fast one on me.
2: That's mm-hmm. right.